Electric bikes are growing in popularity. There's a heap of pros and I guess the occasional potential drawback of owning an e-bike. So today I'm talking with Dan Wallace, owner of Electrify NZ Tauranga about e-bikes. G'day Dan. Hey, how are ya? Good, thank you. Nice to see ya. Good to be here in the store. Yep, welcome. I guess the first question is like sort of like what is actually an e-bike and what are the variations yep. available? Yeah, awesome. Okay, so we have about 35 different models of e-bikes. Um, there is two main, uh, the two main types of e-bikes are basically this. Uh, so I'll chuck it on a stand so you can have a look. Um, uh, so e-bikes in general, uh, the main market for e-bikes are uh, e-bikes that have a mid-drive motor. So that means your motor's in the middle. Yep. Okay. And the way that they work is when your motor's in the middle is that there's sensors inside the motor and the motor itself uh, has a whole lot of torque sensors. And the way it works is basically the harder you put your push your pedal, the uh, more power it will give you. So it'll give you about 300 to 350% more power than your legs are able to. Um, and the middle is, and the power is coming from the crank. So it's coming from the mid-drive motor itself. And then you have like five levels of assist up on your kind of, on your display. So depending on your brand will depend um, on your uh, style of riding. It will also change your price point. Um, so this is uh, quite a nice bike and it's powered by a Bosch motor. And Bosch is, uh, in, my, in my opinion, one of the leading um, motors in e-bikes. They've got over 2,000 sensors in them. It will give you 85 nanometers of torque, which basically means that there's no hill that it can't climb. Um, they're very sophisticated and designed to feel um, just like a normal bike, but your legs are enhanced. Um, and the, the technology inside the motors is phenomenal. And just like cars, they're moving towards... Um, being more uh, intuitive um, with a bike like this, we literally plug it into the computer. We download the latest software. We also, just like a car, we'll also, if we need to do diagnostic reports, we can check cells and batteries. We can check um, motor temperatures, or if there's water in there, all of the above. And it will tell us where a fault will be or where it won't be. And nine times out of the 10, it will be clearing the fault and downloading software, and then it will uh, rectify the issue. Right. And that's kind of where you look at different price points, that's what you start paying for. Oh, okay. You're paying for the intuitive. So the, the key with e-bikes is to stop thinking about them as bicycles and starting to think of them as an alternative mode of transport. That's computer. Yeah. How are you a computer? Yeah, it is. And then that's kind of the way they are. So the latest generation, so that there is, this is the latest motor, which is the Gen 4 Sex Performance motor. But this motor, the latest version of it, now is all Bluetooth connectivity. So you'll see like a Eurobike where they launch all the new products. A lot of the new stuff has got ABS braking. Um, it has uh, interactive displays. It has um, tracking for security. Um, they're even trialing um, uh, a braking that's out of your control. So it's like a, if, if, if you were, someone will go across your path, it will break up, up for you. Um, they have, from a mountain bike point of view, Bluetooth chips in your shops. So your shops will change depending on your gradient. 
Um, there's a whole lot of different stuff. So it's a bit like the cows is rapid development. Yeah. Take yeah. Place. yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. And Bosch is kind of leading the way in that. Um, so that's still kind of a private industry. Um, but the e-bike systems and motors are overtaking a lot of the appliances. Um, so this bike is made by KTM, but it's powered by Bosch. Yeah. So Bosch will go and uh, Trek bike is Bosch, Focus is Bosch, KTM is Bosch, High Bike is Bosch, Gifford is Bosch. So just depending on the bike brand. And that's one of the reasons your um, uh, prices change so much is the brand of the motor. And also size of batteries, and then also um, normal bike component. So this bike's got a 625 watt hour battery. Um, Bosch does a bigger battery, which is a 750. Just like EV cars, people have this kind of range anxiety. Um, but a bike like this will tell you exactly how much you've got out of you left on your battery. Um, with a 625 battery, it will actually uh, mimic or program itself to you as the rider after two kilometers and you will get you know around about 100 to 120 kilometers out of a charge is that if it's flat on a flat if it's flat yeah if you were going full noise so if you're going on turbo uh, and full noise you'll get probably about 60 to 65 but majority of riding is not full noise all the time. Yeah. Um, when you start paying for Bosch, um, you also have, like when people say, oh, riding an e-bike is cheating, blah, blah, blah. The reality is uh, Bosch's first level of assist, which is called Eco, is counter, it counteracts the weight of the motor and the weight of the battery. So riding an e-bike, on a Bosch-powered e-bike on Eco is actually just riding a normal bike. Um, if you want to do more exercise, you can put it, turn it off or have it on zero and then you're riding a heavy bike because e-bikes are heavier. Yeah. Um, your batteries where your weight is and a battery is a good 4 kgs. Motors have come down in size, but that's still around 2 to 3 kgs. Um, but your battery is where a lot of your weight is and people want bigger batteries and with bigger batteries... Um, becoming more heavier as well yeah. if you're not struggling the bike it won't give you a huge amount of power but you can hear it kicking because i'm pushing harder yeah um and that's all and automatically you're shooting up to 30 plus k's an hour oh yeah um oh yeah what is the speed yeah so that depends as well so if you've got a bosch powered bike so this is a bosch powered mid drive a bosch shimano motors yamaha motors and bros motors they're all restricted in New Zealand to 32 kilometers an hour, unless you get a speed motor. Speed motor will go around 40 to 45 k's an hour. If you go to alternative brands that are not Bosch, like some of the other ones we've got in the showroom, they will tap out at 40 to 45 k's an hour. Um, but generally, a mid drive, like a higher end mid drive, is 32. Okay. Uh, this exact bike uh, in Austria or Europe will actually only go 25 k's an hour. So the restrictions change. So Australia is 25. Um, most of Europe or the EU is 25. Uh, the US changes, we're 32. Uh, Canada's 32. US is 32. So yeah, so it just changes per country. Sweet. Oh. Uh, so that's a mid-drive bike. So motor's in there. You bet you've been on, oh, you were on that other e-bike. Yep. So this is a cheaper bike. And the reason it's cheap is 
the reason these bikes are cheaper is because this is a uh, rear hub or hub driven bike. So you can see this is your motor. Your motor's in the back of the bike. And the way that it works is um, cadence driven. So I can actually, you'll be able to hear the motor kick in with this quite easily. So um, with a rear hub bike, uh, so, yeah, with a rear hub bike, so we've got on, say, level one at the moment. It goes all the way up to level six. But the way they work is it's cadence driven. So there is a sensor on your pedal, and when it goes past, it detects. So you'll hear the motor kick in in a second, because the moment this pedal goes past the sensor, hear that? Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And that's your motor. So the way that a rear hub bike works is it's literally a sensor past the sensor. Um, it's cadence driven because this is a cadence. And when it goes past, it, it, it um, kicks in. Now rear hub bikes are cheaper because they're more simplistic. The mid-drive bike is torque sensor, so like a modern car, it's a lot more sophisticated. This is, these are pretty basic. Um, it also means that uh, it doesn't matter what gear you're in it doesn't matter if you want to do lots of work or not lots of work as long as that pedal is turning around the motor will just give you the power it's not sophisticated enough to know that you're struggling or vice versa so they're all pedal assist because the pedal has to go around to do it but the moment it turns it kicks in um they're they are uh, uh so when we started kind of five six years ago these were our bread and butter most people wanted yeah. air hubs right and that was kind of where the market was, and people didn't know if e-bikes were, were actual, uh, you know, transport revolution, or if they're just a fad, blah, blah, blah. Um, now most people will buy mid-ruts because they want a more natural feeling. Their motors are more powerful. Um, the, 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 they're more sophisticated. But if you're looking for a commuter, so an alternative to um, taking your car every day, rear hubs, uh, they still have a place. They, there's nothing faster off the mark, they're super duper fast. This will tap out at 40-ish k's an hour. Um, you don't have to be in utilizing the gears as much. That means you can get to A to B super fast. They also have a little throttle generally, which will override everything. Um, that's really great. And you'll see it when people are at um, roundabouts or, or traffic lights. Instead of pushing through the gears, they'll just use it to catch up with their cadence, all of the above. And they're cheap. So, you know, you can get a rehab bike, you know, like between two and three grand. And, you know, it will get you kind of 50, 60 kilometers off a charge. Um, most people's uh, commutes are generally about 10, eight to 10 kilometers each way. So you'll charge just kind of once a week kind of thing. Um, and they're not super expensive. They don't break the bank. So, um, you know, you don't have to spend 10 grand on, a, on an e-bike. So you can pay, it's pay a couple of grand and you sort it. Um, and uh, also a lot of people that have like kind of motorbike backgrounds or jet ski backgrounds really like a rear hub because they like that feeling of power where a mid-drive bike, it, they're so sophisticated, they're designed just to make you feel like you got strongly. Yeah, I mean, that probably explains why you know, I used to, that's the first bike I've been on, like you said, from five years ago. And then I hopped on one of those other ones. I was like, now you say that, I realize what the difference was. Yeah. Yeah, so mid-drive bikes, it's like, unless you're pushing, especially in that mode shift hub, it was such a short yeah. uh, little riding route, 
no hill, but if you get on a hill, it'll give you more power. Yeah. But they're designed to feel mid drives is where the market is because a lot of people like rail trails do this. You don't this these a rear hub bike like this is not a mountain bike. You wouldn't go mountain biking. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason being is it's just common sense. Your butts here, your weights here, and your motors there. So you don't want to be going over massive bumps and stuff because okay. it will wreck your spike. So this would be more suburbia. Kind this of is commuter, suburbia. light trails, you know, like off-road stuff that you would never go grade four or five in the redwoods or something like this. This is basically designed for commuting. What about just reliability between the two? Between the two, um, the, uh, to be honest, it's about the same. Um, so rear hub motors are pretty unbreakable. If you open one up, it's just a whole lot of magnets and a whole lot of copper. Um, you never really have issues with motors that much with either mid drives or rears, but sometimes with a rear hub, you'll have an issue with a controller, which is this part here. And the controller is kind of like the brains. Um, and then mid drives, you might have uh, the issues going to be, you might wear out a um, drive train faster because your power is coming through the crate. With a rear hub, it's not as much stress on the chain. Um, so the the battery, the motor, and the controller, that's what makes it an e-bike, but everything else is just a normal bike. Yeah. So you're generally going to have Shimano or SRAM um, uh, gearing. You're generally going to have hydraulic disc brakes because uh, it's better stopping and safer stopping ability. And like Shimano and SRAM, there is like different levels of derailers. So the more money you spend, the more... Uh, uh, sophisticated the gear setters um brake set pistons etc etc yeah. and shocks so that's all that's where your price differences will go yeah well it was just general maintenance i go out i go out for the day i come home is there any sort of yeah so just treat it like a normal bike so if you're going to go riding on the beach for example spray it down afterwards um you know once a month put oil on your chain um just to keep it lubricated it gives it longevity i uh, get it serviced once a year um, and then you might, you know, get your, depending on your riding, like how much your brake pads and stuff like that will do, uh, you know, you'll change your brake pads at kind of 3000 kilometers, stuff like that. You'll change a chain around three to 5,000. So ongoing maintenance usually will cost you about $120 a year. Oh yeah. And then, and then it will cost you generally around 10 to 20 cents per hundred kilometers. Oh, yeah. So it's a, quite a cheap way. Yeah. And then with like the banks now will offer interest-free loans on anything E. So that's e-bikes, e-cars, solar paneling, uh, or yeah, like GM or Q cards do really good deals as well. So you will generally pay for itself. So if you bought something like that for like two grand and you know, you're not paying as much gas per week, it pays for itself. Just yeah. Um, interesting enough, this is a, these are customers bikes. Um, that are very old. Yes, I recognize the old Smart Motion. Yes, so Smart Motion's been around since like the dawn of time. Um, this guy is a husband and wife. So this is kind of like a generation one. It's a good example of like where the tech's gone. Um, you can see the battery sits here yeah. and the motor sits here. Now Smart Motion are all mid-drive bikes and, and batteries are all in frames now. And that's just for the, the weight. Um, uh, where the weight is located. So these things, when you're lifting them, they can be really odd. But in saying that, these customers have had these bikes for about 10 years. They're still going strong. So he's just had a service. 
this guy has done 40,000 kilometers. Oh. Yeah, so 40,000 kilometers, and he hasn't had any issues with the motor or anything like that. that the only thing, like, we've just changed the gear set for him. You know, and that's normal for 40,000 kilometers. Like if you were riding a normal bike, uh, after 40,000 kilometers, you would have to get some sort of, you know, maintenance done in your clusters or chain or brake pads. So if you look after them, they will really last, you know, so as long as you want them to. Pretty cool. I'm actually going to, this guy's bringing the battery in, so I'm going to write a story on this guy because oh, yeah. I want to get photos of his odometer. Yeah, yeah, I, re I, re I remember these. Yeah, very old. Uh, E-City Gen 1s, um, but super duper um, popular little bikes, and they're still, you know, they're still doing everything they're supposed to be doing. Sweet. Which is great. What's the um, most common question you get for people coming in for the first time looking at an e-bike? Uh, common question is uh, uh, what's the warranty support yeah. generally? Um, and also people want to know how far, how many kilometers you'll get off your battery. Yeah. So a small battery, which is a re uh, the cheaper, smaller bikes, you'll get kind of 40 kilometers. The more expensive, bigger range batteries, you're looking at the more 80 plus kilometers. Yeah. We're always very, um, on dirt on the side of caution, because if you look on the websites, uh, they all say up to 150 kilometers or up to 120. They're not lying, but that's in ideal conditions on low levels. So we try to give people a real life yeah. understanding. Like It's like the cars, isn't it? Yeah, like they say that they're up to 100 kilometers. And if you were on level one and doing a lot of work, yeah, possibly, possibly. But we will tell people, hey, more 50, 50 yeah. kilometers. And that's that gives you a pretty good um, route. And also like... Riding here, uh, where it's relatively flat, is different to like riding in Wellington, yeah. where you're going to be draining your batteries a lot faster. So it really depends on your gradient, also the rider, the weight of the rider, and also the um, effort the rider's putting in. Yeah. So for us, it's flat, but we sometimes have um, headwinds. So headwinds will add friction, and then you'll drain your battery fast. Yeah. So someone's just looked, just browsing... They wander into the store. What should they be looking for? The key factors. Is the first thing that we would ask the person is like, okay, what kind of riding do you want to do? Yeah. Um, are you a confident rider? You know, and then what's your kind of budget? Because if you turned around and said, hey, I want to go, uh, I want to try to use my car less uh, when it's sunny. I want to, um, I want a bike that goes A to B fast. I don't want to spend an arm and a leg. And I'm a confident rider. I'd say a rear hub bike is probably all you need. Um, if you came in and said, hey, I want to start doing lots of the rail trails. I want a bike that feels really natural. Um, and I want it to be able to do kind of like the Dunstan Trail or Alps to Ocean, which is like 60 Ks a day. You know, I'd say, listen, you need to go for a mid-drive bike. It's more natural feeling when you're on gravel, it's safer. And you'll, and you'll need to go to probably this level of battery, which will give you X amount of kilometers. And then you'll start moving from that. And then, you know, your budget, you know, you can get an e-bike for two grand all the way up to kind of 14 grand. Uh, and the 14 grand stuff, those bikes uh, are usually about 12 grand without the motors anyhow. So they're very high in carbon, um, very high gear sets, well-made, etc. cetera. Um, you know, so... But you'd be a specialist biker. You'd be a, a mountain biker. And you, not everybody needs to spend that much money. Um, and warranty, 
it's all the same. So two year warranties on everything that makes it electric. Everything else is is, is just uh, bike components. And generally, you know, uh, you know, we we do warranties, but it's generally I think we're, uh, we're under two percent of sales. You know, over the last five years, just pretty standard for anything and that and even like a $15,000 bike might have an issue here and there and usually it's a cell and a battery and that will just get replaced and you'll get a new warranty will start from there oh yeah sweet yeah so that's kind of how it rolls um this is Robin so so Robin's bike is a rear hub um it sits on about 40 k's an hour Robin lives at Papa so it's commuter ideal A to B yeah. fast yeah yeah um you know so it just depends on the what the person wants to do basically yeah and what are the go go government rules yeah so the government what they've got they have laws that are mainly around rear hub bikes where you got to have 300 watt hours or below in the rear um and that's that's the that's the uh nzta waka kotahi's kind of guidelines yeah um and that means that um you're not getting bikes that have got 700 watt hours on the back. Um, these will go kind of 90 plus kilometers an hour. It's a very kind of gray area in New Zealand. It had nothing really been enforced. Everything we sell at Electrify is legal and under the guidelines, and it would be idiotic for us not to do that. Yeah. Um, but then you can get bikes and scooters that are a lot higher powered. Um, and they, the way they get away with it in New Zealand is they say um, to be used on private property. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a gimmick. Yeah. A, yeah. And I think they're doing some changes as well. Cause like people are buying cheap, mainly scooters really, but the overpowered and the battery cells aren't great quality and you'll start to see fires start yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That's become a bit more common. Yeah. And usually it's scooters. Yeah. It's usually scooters or what we call Alibaba specials that people have bought in. Um, and they're not the highest quality they don't haven't been taught from the from the store they've just been yeah you know, you know there are been someone on that and she was saying um yeah it's not the cars to be worried about the fires relatively it's the it's the cheap scooters yeah yeah and yeah. people parking their scooter in front of their door yeah of their house and they yeah. can't get out yep yep it is 100 percent, and it's it's generally scooters and cheap e-bikes like cheap e-bikes where they don't have you know it's not a, a reputable brand or they've just got something in uh, and it's usually also a lot of the times as um, people that have stolen a scooter or a bike that bought a charger that's not the right charger and they've used that and then that started something. But I think you will start seeing more of that kind of thing in the media as th these products become more readily available. Yeah. It's just what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, also like everything's, you know, lithium, your, your batteries and your, 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 and your cars, but also your batteries and your tools, phones. So, you know, you just have to be very, um, treat them with respect really. And kind of, we give you a whole thing on battery care and how to look after it and go through stuff with it. Um, but generally it's, I wouldn't be something to worry about as long as you go to a reputable, you know, oh, yeah. something like that. but, um, you know, there's a few things you do. You don't leave them on charge. You don't obviously leave them in contained spaces. You make sure that your charges are appropriate and the right ones, all the kind of stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Uh, so key points of battery is um, are your lithium-ion batteries. Yeah. Uh, they don't like to be, they're not memory batteries. They don't like to be overcharged. We kind of tell people a good way to think of it is like a diesel vehicle. Um, it doesn't like to be, you know, it doesn't like to have nothing in the tank. The worst thing you can do to a lithium-ion battery is to 
leave it with no charge and not use it for a period of time, it will start eating the cells. And it's just a whole lot of different cells inside of it. So it looks like double D batteries everywhere. Yep. Um, but I might have a battery I can show you. This is oh, the yep. inside of the battery. So that's kind of what a battery looks like in the inside. So it's a whole lot of uh, lithium cells and then circuits that link it together. If you leave your battery with and don't use it, it's got no charge, it will start to eat one of the batteries. It will deplete and then you'll wreck the circuit. So, you know, that's what, uh, no, no, you basically don't do that. So to best advice for a lithium-ion battery is just top it up. You don't have to be super um, pedantic about it. Just when you get to like one or two bars, just charge it at home. Don't overcharge your battery. Always unplug them. Um, with Bosch batteries, they, they say you can leave it on because I've got shaft switches in the chargers. We still recommend people leave them unplug them before they go to bed and stuff like that. So 100% just, or do you say? Yeah, once it's charged to 100%, um, you just use it. They actually work best between 20 and 80% is their sweet yep. spot. Um, same with the car, basically. Yeah. Um, all batteries will degrade. When people say they won't, they're not telling you the truth. Um, generally, you'll get uh, over a certain amount of charge cycles before the battery starts to degrade. Generally, that's kind of five or six years, um, but it really depends on the capacity. So if you've there's a, there is a good argument to say buy a big battery because the longevity is longer because there you'll be less charged, full charge cycles, which is true. So a smaller battery will start degrading faster than a bigger capacity battery. Um, and then like there is a few businesses popping up where like um, batteries that, because a battery is expensive, uh, batteries are generally about 1000 to $1,500. Um, but there's a few businesses popping up where they just repack the batteries. Oh, yeah. So they'll pull the casings apart. They'll find the depleted cell, either swap it or repack the whole thing. And that's kind of what's quite big in uh, in Europe and North America. It means you've got that longevity. Yeah. Um, it also means you recycle. You don't have to waste. It might just be one cell that's depleted. And you, instead of having to you know throw out a whole battery, you can just fix what's needed. Oh, yeah. it's good. And, um, so yeah, it helps with the wastage as well. And just on the future, what what's going to be a sort of technology developments in so the next sort of five years or so? Yeah, it's all smart tech. Yeah. So the, what's happening is um, motors are about as powerful as they're going to get. So you got eighty five nanometers of torque, um, which is really powerful um, for like there's no hell that won't you know counteract. And what's happening is you're starting to see a lot more Bluetooth tech, so like ABS braking, security, or your Google Maps, all the functions in smart tech that you'll see. Google Maps, all the functions in SmartTech that you'll see on a um, in a car, you're starting to see on an e-bike. Um, and then uh, motors are getting smaller and lighter and similar with batteries. Um, you know, you've got, the, and there's another set of uh, e-bikes that are becoming more popular, which are kind of an in-between e-bikes. So they've got a real small motor, small battery, but they're really light. They're only about 17 kgs. That's that kind of in-betweener that someone wants assistance just for hills they don't want assistance anywhere else and then cargo bikes are a big um, part of the market that's getting is really big and popular in europe and that's where people are using cargo bikes to you know move kids around and and, and deliver goods instead of using cars uh, i think in new zealand one of the things that's uh, holding us back a lot is um, not having as dedicated safe cycleways um, as the EU, for example, 
Uh, we are going that way, and the government is pushing hard with that. Um, it actually started with uh, John Key's government yep. um, when he did the bike initiative and started leaking. So there is, you will see it happening more and more, um, which can be frustrating for people I know uh, because it's roadworks and it seems to take a long time. In oh. regards to power, you don't need to be any more powerful than an e-bike really is now. It's more about um, smart tech and longer range batteries. Yeah. Those are kind of developments. And just with all the tech and the price, what's, what's the bike safety? So I've got from a ride, how do I leave it? and lock it up kind of thing yeah so you treat it like a normal bike or an expensive bike so you lock it up um some of our bikes you can put like four digit pin numbers so someone can't turn it on but they can still steal it um generally like you can you can't take a battery out with keys so every bike you'll have a key and then and the key will just take the battery out but you should lock your bike up um uh, good work how do i do that uh so we all the locks we kind of have are quite what's a good lock high end um so D-likes are really good. Uh, they're really hard to get into. They're the ones that the police recommend the most. Um, you can have locks that give people uh, shock. So this will actually, if you can it, it'll oh, give really? shock. And it's got a <laughs> decibel reader on it, so it'll blurt. Um, and then train locks. Uh, it just depends on the style of locks, really. But yeah, yeah these are most popular because people like to, like the idea that their thief is going to get um, hit. Yeah, that motor. That's funny. Yeah, so they, they and they're really good. But yeah, just treat it like a normal yep. bike. Um, uh, lock it up to something sturdy. Put it through your frame. Yeah, and insure it. Yeah. And if you do, this is the one of the things. Like that, the when it comes to legality of bikes, if you've bought a bike that fits the um, restrictions in New Zealand, like every bike we don't sell does, then you just you literally just insure it under how. Uh, house and contents. Oh, right. uh, if you get a bike that's not legal or it's above that, the insurance company won't insure it under house and contents. You'll have to insure it under a, a motorbike as such, and then you'll have different rules and excess and things like that. Okay, so that's worth to know. That's really good to know. Uh, yeah, but insurance companies are, are generally really good. They know, like they know. We talk to them all the time. They know every bike we sell um, fits all the guidelines. Blah blah. blah. So yeah, um, but yeah, e-bike crime is definitely on the way up. That mode shift. Um, that we did we had two bikes oh yeah they said that at the start they said it had been broken into yeah so we you know a guy ram raided that took two two of our bikes and an upco bike blah 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 so and i don't know where they are we we'll probably never see them again and what seems to happen is they occasionally um catch these crime rings and they're filling shipping containers up with these products sending them to australia or america or wherever and then it's just getting distributed there Say when you get all the tradies, get their tools taken, yeah. same deal. Seems to be they find these containers full of e-bikes, contickies, and um, uh, tradies tools. But like for us, for example, if if we know there's a bike stolen because we're a franchise across the country, we'll communicate with everybody. And if you were to come in and say, hey, I need a charger for um, this bike, we'd ask for proof of purchase. And we'll know that, you know, even if that is, I bought it from, um, you know, the store in Napier, that's okay. We'll ring Dave in Napier and just yeah. make sure that you're in the file. Um, and, and you'll know that if it is stolen, they just don't come back. Yeah. But security, uh, chips, that's where a lot of your smart tech's going as well. Yeah. So you can track your bikes, um, that kind of thing as well. So a few of them you can track now, which is pretty cool, um, which means that, yeah, the police can track it down pretty easily. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing is like, if someone comes in um, to the store, we, yeah, if someone comes into the store looking at the idea of an e-bike, we, we encourage every single buyer to go out and test ride. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, out the back, we have a track. There's no one around. Um, and we say to people, you know, try a $2,000 bike, try a $6,000 bike, or try and try something in between. It's either way to us, the way we view it is we want you to have like a bike for life. Yeah. We also understand that it's a lot of money. So even a two grand bike is a lot of money. So you want to make sure that you've got made the right choice. Um, you can modify bikes like any bikes with handlebars and stems and things like that. But ultimately, you want to know that you feel comfortable on that bike and you like the feeling of that motor. Mm. So we have, you know, like we sell bikes with five different types of motors. So every motor feels a bit different. Some people prefer more powerful feeling motors. Some people like really subtle feeling motors. Just depends on the rider, their capability. So we we encourage people to test ride, and nine times out of ten people will. The only times they don't is if they've got a friend who's got a similar bike, and they just say, "I want to buy that bike." Yeah. Generally, it's a good idea, and it's a good idea to um, test ride a, like varieties of different tires. Um, you know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Oh, yeah. That's great. Thank you.